Welcome to the Selling Without Sleeves podcast with me, Sarah Jolly Jarvis. I'm here to share with you real life stories from high performing salespeople and business owners, as well as my own insights and learnings around what's working well right now in the sales world, telling things like it is without the sleeves. That kind of leads me on to sort of my, my sort of other question that I had for you. Which yeah. is you, you mentioned the ways in which, well, well, I said to you, I'm going to mention the ways in which, uh, you know, you can make more of your podcast. And you were like, because I was like, because everyone wants podcasts. And you were like, yeah, they do. And I have an opinion on that. <laughs> and you didn't share. Yes. Go on. Share away. What's yeah. your opinion on that? Everyone so wants there's podcast. Two, yeah. So there's two things that I want to debunk, right? So number one, everybody thinks like, oh, I need to be an entrepreneur. I need to be a founder. I need to be a thought leader. I need to be a C-level. I need to be this, that, or other to have a podcast. And that's BS. Uh, any, I think anybody in sales should have a podcast. And the other thing is most people start a podcast thinking of it as a marketing activity. Hey, this is going to help my thought leadership status. This is going to help my digital brand. This is going to help you know, me answer all of the questions that my prospects have so that they'll come into my funnel and want me to do business with them. And that's BS too. It will work, <laughs> but it takes a long time. It takes a really long time. It's the equivalent and I've said this so many times, is the equivalent of writing an SEO-optimized blog and sitting around waiting for the leads to come flowing in. You know, you might get one a month, you know, and you'll go broke in the process and you'll give up on the activity. Sorry, that's just <laughs> what happens. That is why there is a whole ton of podcasts and what I like to call the podcast graveyard. All of the podcasts that never made it to 10 episodes. Yeah, it's quite sad actually when you when you start searching around on, for podcasts because I'm going for the whole being a guest on them now. Um, yeah. How many you like? You look at the last time that they were, um, you know, that they brought they put out an episode, and you're like 2016, 2017. I know. Oh. I think there should be a rule where the podcast platform kills the podcast after a certain amount of time, yeah. so we could just it's clean up the inventory. It, it is. It is messy. It is messy. It is. It is messy. Um, but, you know, and the reason that that happens to so many people who start a show is because they don't have a strategy and they're doing it because they think of it as a marketing activity or they're doing it because everybody else is. And I challenge people to think of it as a sales activity, okay. podcasting as a sales activity. And so what I mean by that is, look, there's all of these ways of prospecting and sequencing and automation and software and tools and all of these things that are you know super noisy and it's hard to break through the noise and catch people's mm -hmm. attention. Yeah. But if you took a list of say your hundred dream clients, like here is a hundred people, I know they have a problem that I can solve. And if I got these people, it'd be life-changing for my you know, pipeline, for my commission check, for my business, depending on who you are, right? Like mm -hmm. who are those hundred people? Prospect them the way you normally would and get, you know, 10% if you're good, positive reply or book, you know, meeting booking rate. If you're good, if you're good, right? That's like giving you the benefit of the doubt there. <laughs> Take those same hundred people, yeah. those same hundred people and say, Hey, I would love for you to come on my podcast and talk about these particular things. And here's why I think you, you know, you'd be great. It's exact opposite. 90 of those hundred people are going to say, I'd love to come on your show. Yeah. And then you have 90 new relationships with the people you want to work with. Sense and so what you do with those relationships is up to you. I can't tell you, I, I go on a lot of podcasts, probably most times about two a week. 
And I can't tell you how many hosts miss the mark on the relationship because they're so worried about the downloads. Okay. Don't care about the downloads. Don't worry about the downloads. Invest in those relationships with those people. So many people, I go on people's show. They say, come on, will you come on my show? Yes, sure. I'll go on pretty much any show for the most part, as long as I feel like I can add value to the listeners. Um, and then, hey, will you promote my show? Episodes live. And then crickets. I don't hear anything from them ever again. And really? That happens most of the time. Most of the time. That's interesting, isn't it? So number one, podcast is a way to easily get access to the people you want to build relationships with. Now, of course, this is this is selling without sleeves. So you can't do it in a sleazy way, right? <laughs> you can't you can't bait and switch them. You can't say, hey, come on my show. Now let me sell you this thing. Because no. I've had that done to me before. It's, and it's painful because the thing is you're like, oh, I knew there was something. You know, like yes. it's, it's like when someone rings you and you're like, you're waiting for the but or yeah. the justification for why they're doing it. And, yeah, and those people, those people are ruining it for podcast hosts because people are going to start to become reluctant to go on shows because they don't want you to sell them something after, you know, that's, what's going to happen if, if that sort of nonsense doesn't stop. And, uh, I actually, when I had my podcast, I then got asked to go on a podcast for the second time. And it was a really awkward experience. We went on, we'd never talked before. It was, he said, Hey, it's 10 minutes or less. I'm going to ask you these questions. What are your answers? I gave him my answers. I'm like, okay, I thought we were going to do this, you know, recording. I gave him my answer. And he's like, yeah, maybe you should answer this way or this way. So he kind of like, at that time I hadn't been on a lot of shows. I'm like, it's kind of weird. I'm going to, Hey, this is your show. You know, your listeners, I'm going to go with it. And then, uh, it was 10 minutes. We stopped recording and then he tried to sell me some $5,000, you know, coaching program. And, uh, and, and it really, it really pissed me off. And, uh, and, and I felt like I needed to take a shower. So, uh, so the thing is after that, I said, I thought about it for a little while and I said, it's actually a really good idea. It was just horrible execution. It's actually a really good idea. <laughs> well, Most people want to go on a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. You're going to, what were you going to say? No, no, I was going to say the thing is, is once you've got that relationship, once you've made it clear to somebody what, what you do, you know, yeah then it, it, it's like I've said to you, oh, that's really interesting. You know, I'd be pretty dumb to go, well, um, I'm not really interested in how you can make more from your podcast. You know, like I'm quite happy doing what I'm doing. You know, you can always make more, you can always improve. So obviously yeah. that person's inquisitive. Um, to, to be that blatant, like you're kind of talking yourself back out, aren't you? <laughs> like if, you yeah. if you were yeah. remotely interested, like if he'd let you take breath or out of politeness you might have said so tell me a bit more about what you do um so yeah it mm. kind of it's kind of counterproductive but yeah absolutely yeah it was a waste of his time because yeah. he built any trust or he he ruined all trust and rapport that was built up to that point and so he and, and when i really broke it down and i really thought about it it, it comes down to this people you know People like to say, oh, people, people buy from people that solve problems or there's the other camp of people. No, people buy from people who they know, like, and trust. And, you know, there's kind of that debate of like, no, it's this or no, it's that. And it's, it's, it's in between people want to buy from people that they like, or they trust that solve problems for them. (laughs) So um, it's not one or the other. It's a mix. Like there's gray area, you know, stop debating this uh, in the, in the sales community. So, um, and, and here's why. And it's because people 
remember not so much of what you say. They remember very little of what you do, but they remember how you make them feel. Mm-hmm. And I know you're not a touchy feely person. I'm not a feely person, but, but I did put that in my book. I did put that in my book that people do remember how you made them feel. And that's the thing, right. that lasting feeling, you know, like, yeah, whatever that feeling might be. Like, right. it's and so happiness deliver- or disgust, it's there, isn't it? Exactly. So, in that example that I gave, that was a horrible experience. Yeah. It did not make me feel good. There was no chance, even if he could solve a problem that I had, that I would ever buy anything from him. So it's now let's look at it from the other side. All right. Now it's all about the podcast. Number one, most people like going on a podcast. Okay. So if you ask the right people and you're intentional and you're, you're strategic about that and you really know who your ideal customers or ideal partners are, that's who your show should be about having conversations with those people and highlighting them, lifting them up, making sure that it's a good experience from all the way through from when they book time with you to recording to after, right? Mm-hmm. And, and some of our clients like to ask me like, well, when can I switch it to a sales conversation? Or when can we transition to trying to talk about what I do? You can't. When they ask you, that's when, <laughs> when they ask you and not everybody's going to ask you and that's yeah. fine. But if you deliver a good experience and you provide enough value, there's a good percentage of people that will. And if you deliver a good experience, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to want to support or buy from you uh, or send you referrals or possibly both. Makes sense. And that's the thing, isn't it? As I'm always a big fan of, I think people can think, oh, well, that person can't buy from me for whatever reason. And it's like, well, no, they can't, but they might not be able to buy from you, but they can champion you. And it's, the, you know, some of the people that I've got in my audience who can't afford to work with me, but they have sent so many people my way because right. they rate what you do. And that's the yeah. thing is, is you shouldn't overlook these people. And, and those people are actually very important. And mm. so many people will quickly disqualify somebody and then quickly rush off or quickly not add any value or, you know, quickly not care about those people because, mm. well, they're not qualified. They didn't, you know, they can't buy from me. And if you add value to those people, they almost feel a bit of an obligation to like, yeah. I got to find somebody that can work with, with, with Sarah, because, you know, she's just so awesome. I learned so much from her. Like, even though she knew I had no budget, she still took time to teach mm-hmm. me something, to add some value. Like those are your biggest fans. Those are your biggest advocates. Mm-hmm. Those are the people that they might then move somewhere else and then they can buy from you, or they might know three to five people that can buy from you. Or if anybody in their network ever asks or is looking for something that you do, you are going to be the first person they think of. Think of, yeah, yeah. It's t- that's totally because the thing is, is it's that time. It's like you, you know, you've got time, you've got money, and I think sometimes investing that time in someone, as you say, they can't reciprocate, they can't give you that back in in money, but they can, they'll find a way of giving it that back in a different currency. Yeah. I mean, I can't even, I mean, we, we manage podcasts for people. Right. And so I probably at least two to three times a week, talk to people that have no budget, cannot afford what we do. And I still give them 45 minutes of my time. Of like, what are you stuck on? What do you need help with? Here's what I would do. Here's how you can easily start a show and manage it on your own. Is it going to be freaking awesome and hit the charts? No. Is it going to be good enough to deliver a good experience and use it as a sales tool? 
absolutely. Um, and, and, you know, people are just quick to hide all their best secrets or like, oh no, I'm not going to give you anything because until you can afford me, you know, I'm not going to tell you the secret sauce. And <laughs> it's just like, give your stuff away from free, add value where you can and watch what happens. You actually sell more without selling. Exactly. That is, yeah. Well, that, that's a very nice ending bit too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because, because that's the thing is, is yeah, you know, people, it, it's very much around, giving that value and if you can really give away all that you know in 45 minutes then you don't have a lot to give away do you yeah and and there's (laughs) going to be people that are like oh i don't have time to do that right like well give it away on social media or you know write blogs or write a book whatever find a way to like make yourself more accessible to people even the people that can't maybe afford you right now if you don't have time to like hop on and give them a free session or whatever, find a way to give back and add value to the people that need what you have, but can't pay you for it. Yeah, that makes sense. That, that's why I created my book was so that I could provide that information out to more people without having to sign them up to a course or charge them something that reflected what time it would take is there you go. You know, there's a book out there. Go and read it. Absolutely. That's brilliant. So if people want to find out a little bit more about you, where can they go? Very, very, very simple. Whatever platform you are enjoying this podcast on today, hopefully you're enjoying it. Uh, you can, <laughs> not you can stop by now anyway. Yeah. I mean, if, if they're still listening at this point, then I'm going to assume you're enjoying today's episode. And so whether it's Apple, Spotify, whatever, Google, any podcast platform, search sales transformation. And you can find my show there. I drop five episodes per week. And that is the easiest way to get into my world and find out more, connect with me, learn more about what we are doing. That is brilliant. Thank you. Thank you very much, Colin. Thanks for listening to the Selling Without Sleeves podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you are listening from to leave us a review. It's a good way for us to know what you like so we can create more of it.